Euler and Motes are on the air. This is the Steelers Blitz on your 24-7 home of the black and gold. SNR, Steelers Nation Radio. You know what it is. It is a Wednesday high noon. That can only mean one thing, ladies and gentlemen. It is time to go inside the electric factory right here on Stills Nation Radio. Yours truly, Arthur Most, my amazing co-host, Wesley Euler. One of us has a decade of NFL experience, the other an amazing head of hair. But by the time we're done with this episode, y'all will be able to tell the difference, hopefully. But either way, you know how we do. We got plenty to talk about because... The boss man spoke today. I know he's getting ready to, you know, leave his chair, leave his position as GM, but Kevin Colbert did speak and we will get a chance to hear from him. So without further ado, first off, partner, how are you doing? I know you out there in beautiful Indianapolis at the NFL Scouting Combine. I mean, you just had a birthday. What's going on with you, baby? Arthur Motes, what's up, cousin? I look mm-hmm, to my mm-hmm. I look to my left and I've got Lucas Oil Stadium, home of the Indianapolis Colts, literally right out the window beside me. A lot, I look lot to, of wins in that stadium. A lot of wins in that stadium. I look to the right and I've got a very comfortable, very nice king size bed beside me. Uh, we are having fun out here in Indianapolis. Mm-hmm. I hope everything sounds good on this little uh, makeshift setup I got going here. But I am <laughs> always happy to chop it up with you. And yes, I've had my steak. I've had my shrimp cocktail. It's been oh, yeah. a good. St- it's been a good start to the week. Oh yeah! And how was your birthday, though, man? We're not gonna gloss over the fact that you're getting a year older. We're not gonna <laughs> gloss over that just yet. Talk- yeah. How was your birthday, man? What did you do to celebrate, man? How, how are you feeling? You know, most time when I had a birthday, I remember it take a little time to recover mm. for me. You know, mm. what I mean? so so especially the older you? you get, the older you Absolutely. get, the recovery is longer. Yeah, uh, thirty-one now, Reggie Miller year, I guess. Oh, yeah, oh yeah. I don't know Absolutely. if anybody really says that, but um, yeah, it, we it sound uh, good. <laughs> it worked out well because uh, Monday was you know the uh, the first day here in Indianapolis that, that we were all here. That was my birthday, and that is always the night that the Steelers take out a lot of the people, you know, the media people and things like that that, that work for the team. A lot of the Steelers TV guys, our buddies Gerard and Emil, um, we went to a fabulous steakhouse last night in Indianapolis. Let's Arthur go. Motes, there was shrimp cocktail. Oh, there yeah. Were, there was filet. Oh, whew. there was lobster tail. Oh, my goodness. Don't you tell me with a good time like that. Lord. And there were bottles. And I emphasize bottles of with a, red. With a capital B? Okay. Bottle of red. Okay. Talk to them. More <laughs> bottles of red. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, Tuesday evening as you and I record this for the Wednesday show, I mm. maybe may or may not still be nursing a little bit of a headache, but that'll be between whoa, you and whoa. I. You like I said, you wear that thing with honor because you have earned it. You've been on this world for thirty-one amazing years. The Woo. fact that I've been able to know you for the last few has been Woo. nothing but a blessing. So, well, in the words you, of Aaron Rodgers, I am grateful for you. Are you going to write I, me I, an I Instagram express, post, or I want to express more gratitude for you for your birthday, for me being able to just record with you 
doing your birthday time frame to let you know how much you mean to me, Wes. I just want to throw that one, out You there. got one coming up. You got one coming up. All right. You well, be careful. Unfortunately, unfortunately, I'm going to have to have a delayed party since, you know, I'm out here on yeah. my total wellness. You know, I'll yeah. be out here for my birthday. But either way, it is all good. But I was, I was, you know, listening to what Mr. Colbert was talking about. And like I said, we'll hear a lot more from him in the second segment. We'll have the full interview from the boss, man. But, man, I was really thinking about the wide receiver room because obviously he was asked questions about Deontay Johnson, Juju Smith-Schuster, and it had me thinking about our group. And with that, I really wanted to just start with, in terms of when we're looking at our wide receiver room right now and we're discussing how we would go about potentially improving it. Because right now we know we have two proven commodities in terms of Deontay Johnson and Chase Claypool. Now, granted, we might have varying opinions on them, but they are proven commodities to an extent. But in terms of improving this room, I really wanted to ask you, I mean, what's the best way, or if you were taking over from Mr. Kevin Colbert here, oh, how would you ask. go about improving this room? Because obviously we can start with, you know, we have three options in a sense, right? You have free agency, mm-hmm. and we know that that's going to bring some pros and cons to it. We also have the draft as well. We know some of the things that come from that, but we also could re-sign guys. So I want to put all three of those options on the table for you and just initially hear, you know, what were your thoughts on how you would go about this if you were Kevin Colbert? Well, if I was Kevin Colbert. If I was Kevin Colbert. Steal a joke from (laughs) from our buddy, our buddy Adam Crowley. Whenever he does something like when he says, if I was, you know, Kevin Mm -hmm. Colbert, if, if I was Mike Tomlin. And I would be for 80K a year. Yes. <laughs> I, would, I would trust my exemplary, my fantastic, my outstanding, my long proven track record of drafting wide receivers. Mm. Um, you know what? Honestly, I think probably this time last year, you and I made this joke. I feel like I do every year. Going into every single NFL draft, it's like you know the Steelers are going to draft a wide receiver and you know they're going to draft mm-hmm. a linebacker. And absolutely like better than a 50, 50 chance that that guy's going to pan out um, yeah. or it be at least I'm not talking, you know, every linebacker that they draft is going to be TJ Watt, but you know, is, is, is going to have a, right. They, a, they hit on more than they miss on. They yeah. hit on more than they miss on. Certainly at the wide receiver position. I, I think uh, you could, you could argue the same at linebacker as well too, but we are talking offense, your favorite side of the football here oh, to get the show started today. To talk offense. Woo-hoo! For, for two reasons, Wide receiver is a position that I firmly believe, whether your track record is the Steelers and and you're just dynamic at it and everybody in the league kind of looks at you with jealousy, or mm-hmm. even if even if, you know, you're just an average team at drafting wide receivers. To me, wide receiver is totally a position you build for the draft, again, for two reasons. The first is because one, those guys, like to get them through free agency or via trade, it's 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 usually very cheap. Like you know, mm-hmm. it, or sorry, it's it's usually not very cheap. It's, it's part expensive, of it. right? Correct. It's expensive. Right. Wide receiver feels like one of those positions on the free agency market that you always have to overpay for just mm-hmm. a little bit. There's a lot of very good wide receivers, Arthur Motes in the NFL, that make great money, and I Correct. think I think in a salary cap league, in any salary cap league, particularly in the NFL. You can't play good play, you can't pay good players great money. That's I agree. How, mm-hmm. that's how you get in trouble. That's how you get strapped against the cap. So I, I think that is the biggest reason for me alone. And then when you kind of when you look at it in the scope of, you know, that's the first part in the scope of free agency. The second part is in terms of your own guys as well, too. 
usually second contracts for wide receivers, same thing, aren't cheap. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure maybe we'll Correct. get to that with Deontay Johnson here in a minute. Mm-hmm. So for all those for, for, for those reasons, for the, the cost of the position when guys perform at a high level, whether whether you're they're your own and you have to sign them to a second contract, or whether you're trying to acquire them via free agency or through a trade. I think wide receiver is a position that you have to build through the draft, that you have to hit on every few years, and you have to be ruthless in a way of you have to be willing to wide receivers like I'm sure you want to talk Juju here too. I think he's a perfect example. Juju is a great player. Juju is a good player, pardon me, who mm-hmm. probably wants great money. You have to have you have to be able to let the Mike Wallace's walk when you know it's not worth the price tag. You have to be able mm-hmm. to re- make those right decisions. And so for all those, I, I I think wide receiver through the draft is the way to go. Um, and especially when you're the Pittsburgh Steelers and you have that proven track record. Ah, now here we go. You know the one thing you left off with that proven track record was a Hall of Fame quarterback. They ah, do not currently have that. That's a very so good point. So when we discuss. The best way to improve this group, I ask myself, what is the likelihood of a rookie coming in here and having the same impact of a proven veteran? What is the likelihood of a rookie coming in here and building a rapport with a Mason Rudolph or a Dwayne Haskins where we don't feel a drop off? Because we saw last year what our receiving group looked like, especially when Juju Smith-Schuster went down. It did. They didn't turn to James Washington, a guy that they had drafted. They turned to Ray Ray McLeod, a guy who they got through free agency, but more so on a bargain deal. And we saw the impact that that had, right? The lack of productivity there. So that's why for me, when I think about this a little bit more and I say, man, I love the Steelers track record, but it's easy to have that track record when you have a Hall of Fame quarterback. I think this season is different. I think this season really is going to test that theory of, is this really, you know, they just specialize in drafting wide receivers, or did you have a Hall of Fame quarterback, very similar to what we saw in New England with Tom Brady, how he who could just take a elevates Chris Hogan. everybody around. He could him. take a Julian Edelman. He could take all these guys who, if they're putting them on any other team, they're nowhere near the player that they are. But when you pair them with the Hall of Fame quarterback, now you see the success. I mean, Chris Hogan's a prime example. Think of him when he was in Buffalo, was nowhere near that guy. Think about after he left New England, nowhere near that guy once again. And those are the things that I ask myself when I'm talking about how we would improve this wide receiver room. Because yeah. when I look at this wide receiver class, it's a ton of talent without a doubt. But for us to get a guy that we think will have an impact to that level or could impact us in a way that we might need, how much do we put that stock in the wide receiver room versus a linebacker, versus an offensive lineman, right? Versus an interior D lineman, because we understand just the pros and cons of all those positions as well. So that's why for me, I still am leaning a little bit more free agency here because I say proven commodities aren't guarantees, but a proven commodity at wide receiver with a young quarterback. Now that might help them. Sure. Especially when, if we're talking about Malik Willis, right? Because we keep seeing him getting mock tests. I think it was mm-hmm. another mock draft that just had him again. I'm like, how many mocks are we going to, is it yeah. just a foregone Malik Willis? Like, Mel Kiper today had every, him going to the Steelers. Every single mock I see. So not saying that we guarantee that that's going to happen, but if that is the case, you don't want to pair rookie quarterback with a rookie wide receiver with a Chase Claypool who we know was kind of inconsistent at times last year. Even though he played well as a whole, he was still inconsistent. Correct. And when I think of those things, I say, man, how do we get some veteran leadership? How do we get a proven commodity? 
especially knowing that Juju is potentially going to hit the open market because, like you said, good player, but he wants to get paid. Mm-hmm. And you know how it is here. I mean, why would you pay Juju? Why would you overpay for him when you have a Deontay Johnson? Why would you overpay for a Juju when you have a Chase Claypool? So with that, it really makes me think about these free agent receivers and then what extent of them, right? Because obviously you're not trying to break the bank on these guys. No. But when we've talked about this in the past in the terms of, man, if we're going to stay with the rookie quarterback model or Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph model, we said we need to do what at every position around them? Upgrade the talent. Improve. <laughs> Absolutely. So I just feel like we little we, we contradict that a little bit with the wide receiver room because of this history, because of we always can fall back on, oh, we always draft wide receivers good. We always get sure, guys good. Sure. It's like, well, we also had this quarterback that could put that ball wherever it needed to be, pinpoint accuracy. Some of these younger receivers, I mean, we've even seen it this past season, right? When Ben's accuracy started to slip a little bit. These receivers actually, they, it, it matters. Ball placement matters to them. Mm-hmm. Not everybody's an Antonio Brown. Not everybody is going to be out there and just catch anything in the vicinity. Some guys, it has to be perfect or pretty close to it every single time for them to be the productive players they want to be. And that's what really has me just like, picking my brain a little bit like man is free agency is this the year for the free agent receivers in pittsburgh Hmm. (laughs) you you know what i i just totally what i pulled from your your brilliant analysis there oh no no don't you call me brilliant you're making me blush over here yeah you're brilliant yeah brilliant darling say it one more time (laughs) you're brilliant darling Um, all right for the people in the back i got <laughs> the best way to improve the wide receiver room, then, right, would just be to go out and find another Hall of Fame quarterback. Right. <laughs> it was, it was, you know, well, uh, that 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 is the most simple but, way. But unfortunately, I was that's tougher. At this. That's a t- that's yeah. a tougher proposition. Yeah, um, and it costs a lot more too. <laughs> and, and unless you know, hey, again, maybe you get that guy pick twenty. We don't necessarily yeah. think that that guy is in this class. But you and I right. have been wrong before. We'll be wrong again. But different conversation. No, I, you know, uh, that makes a lot of sense. You're right. And and one of the things that you and I have talked about is how we prefer the Russell Wilson model, Mm -hmm. how we prefer what the Cowboys had when Dak Prescott took over. You, you want to insulate your young court. You don't want to do the New York Jets thing, right? Mm -hmm. And, and, and draft Sam Darnold and ask him to be the savior. And draft Zach Wilson and ask him to be the savior. And, and no. you never give him receiver talent around him. Right. <laughs> you want to do the Patrick Mahomes thing, the Russell Wilson thing, the Dak Prescott thing. You want that guy to have a solid run game. You want that guy to have an established, good, talented offensive line. You, you've got to create almost a nest for your young quarterbacks. And, 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 and there's mm-hmm. there's plenty of examples of teams that haven't, and it's for guys that we all thought was talented, it went south very quick. You hope that mm-hmm. that doesn't happen to Trevor Lawrence in Jacksonville. You know, maybe he could be the next one. And, and so I, I think you're right. There is certainly a lot of value in bringing in an addition because even you and I, we, we, we all like Deontay Johnson. You know, right. I think ideally, I, I feel like you and I have discussed this as well, I feel like ideally he's a really good number two on a team and not mm-hmm. a number one, but, but we like Deontay Johnson. We certainly yeah. think he belongs in the National Football League and he's, no, and he's, a, good, a, and he's a good wide receiver. We... Yeah. We've seen the flashes with Chase Claypool. Yeah, it was really frustrating at times this past season, 
But the reason but it why it's great and be, yeah, absolutely. the reason why it's so frustrating is because you know that he's got another level that his game can get to. But both of those guys, even in best case scenarios, having great years in 2022, they're both still young. They're both still on their they're both still on their rookie contracts. I think there's a lot to be said about just having a veteran in that room and you know what, if you want to to bring in a veteran for that room, realistically, it's got to be free agency or a trade, and it's, at this point, I don't see the Steelers trading for a wide receiver, um, and I can't think of any disgruntled veteran wide receivers off the top of my head who want out of their current situations. There's no Julio Jones last year with the Falcons going on mm-hmm. right now, um, but I'm picking up what you're putting down, because even if, you know what, even if it's Mason Rudolph, too, right, same same concept applies you right. want to insulate this guy with talent on offense without a doubt and yeah they've they've got it at the wide receiver position but but you can you can always add more in that group especially in today's nfl where you know you're you're playing with three wide receivers on the field almost all the time no without a doubt and i just think to myself in this before we heard and obviously everybody else will get a chance to hear kevin Colbert's comments in this next segment but Prior to him speaking, we didn't know what the mindset was going to be in terms of were they going to take this year as a pseudo rebuild, a pseudo evaluate what they have in-house before really going on making drastic changes. But when you get a chance to hear Kevin Colbert, he was very clear. We don't rebuild. We don't retool. Our goal is to win a Super Bowl. Every- we are going out here to put together the best roster that we can do. So if that is what he said and all we can do is take him for his word, then I do think that you have to spend a little more. You do have to do something that you may have not done before because of that quarterback position. And that's regardless of if you're sticking with Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, drafting a guy, or even going out in free agency and acquiring a guy. Either way, you're going to want to make sure that whoever you bring in, whether it's a Jameis Winston, whether it's a Jimmy Garoppolo, any of Mitch Trubisky, any of these names we've mentioned – None of those guys have proven to be legitimate force multipliers. They all have had to have bona fide, talented wide receivers. You think James when he was in Tampa. You mm-hmm. think James when he went to the Saints. Obviously, when we talk about Jimmy G, we can see, like, man, Debo Samuel has really helped him out, saved mm-hmm. him in some instances. Mm-hmm. You know, and we've seen quarterbacks like Mr. Trubisky when they couldn't or they did not have a bona fide guy out there, how they kind of struggled in a sense. And that's the thing that I'm trying to have us avoid, especially now when you hear what Mr. Uh, what Kevin Colbert has said, right? Then the sense of they want to keep winning. They want to keep going. I just don't know if a rookie is going to come in here and give us that, especially when we're not even considering a rookie at 20. Right. We're talking wide receiver in like second, third, maybe later in the draft, right? right? I, I wanted to ask that's, you that. I mean, what a game if, changer. Yeah. What if what if we get to, because there's 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 some good wide receivers in this class there. and there's there's mm-hmm. a hand, there's a there's a, uh, going to be a few first round guys. But what if by some scenario you got to pick 20 and a, a, a Garrett Wilson still on the board? Right, like, well, the would you I've consider seen. it? Garrett Wilson is available. Uh, Chris Olave will be available. James, uh, if, if, Jameson uh, Williams is going to be available. Like all yep. those guys are in that range. So, would you that consider is a legitimate a thing? I might, but I, I would too. But my problem is this: Do you consider a wide receiver at twenty, knowing that you already have two guys that you feel on confident rookie, in on rookie deals, on Ricky deals over a linebacker over an offensive lineman that we feel like is a little bit more of a premium for our team right now. And if that is truly the case, 
Well, now we're not bringing in a talented guy like that. Now right. we're going to that second tier. And if you don't get him in the second round, now we're looking at the third tier. We know we're missing picks in the middle of the round. So if we don't have in that first three, now we're in a scenario where we're bargain shopping. And now we're in a scenario where we're bringing in less and expecting more. And then we're going to evaluate whoever's at quarterback harshly when we're looking at the talent. And we're saying, well, hey, he don't got guys that could beat man coverage. Right. And we said, think about with Chase, like we know he brings some good things to the table, but he still has to develop. He still has a lot more oh, room to grow to absolutely. be that true bona fide receiver that we think he could grow into. Right now, even Deontay is the exact same thing. So that's really why I keep thinking in the sense of, man, is our answer in free agency or is our answer maybe re-signing Juju, re-signing hmm. a James Washington? Because we've talked about the draft. We've talked about how, you know, the success rate that we typically have with wide receivers, and we have two guys that are about to hit the market. But these are two guys that we still, in some way, shape, or form, think that they are upgrades than what we currently had. Mm -hmm. We like Juju a lot more than Ray Ray in terms of the slot. We think that James Washington could still be a really good player, but yet we're not even, I don't even feel like we consider them in this equation now for various reasons, because we know with Juju, the money, and then with James Washington, it's just like, if you're him, why would you want to return understanding the circumstance and how you were treated? But that to me is still kind of legitimate here because- we are going to have to improve that room some way, shape, or form, whether we're talking remodeling it because you don't have Juju and James Washington, or like we said, we're saying, that, hey, we just need more talent in that room, period. But that's kind of why I keep getting stuck yeah. with being like, yeah. <laughs> it's it, like this is, and, and I, I know I've said this a few times already this, this offseason ever since, you know, the, the Kansas City game. This is the most intriguing Steelers offseason in a long time for for a litany of different reasons, you know, from from replacing a general manager, from replacing, you know, who who very well could be in Canton one day, from replacing your quarterback who who will be in Canton one day. But there is there's just so many different ways that they could go with this roster. You know, we know that mm-hmm. we know the trenches on both sides of the ball need rebuilt on offense, reinforced yeah. on defense. You and I have talked at nauseum about the middle linebackers and, and what they could potentially do there and maybe having to part ways with Joe Schobert. Other than Minka Fitzpatrick, feels like everything else in the secondary is is up in the air. Then you look at the offensive side of the football and it's it's a ton of question marks. It, it just mm-hmm. you know, aside from Najee Harris, Pat Fryermuth, and Deontay Johnson, it's it's a yep. lot, it's a lot of question marks. And the draft kind of coincides with this too, Motsi. When was the last time you remember us being at this stage of the process? You know, being at the combine week, you know, what, six weeks, seven weeks out from the NFL draft, and not even, there's not a consensus number one. There's, There's not a consensus, oh, it's going to be one of these two guys. Like, the draft this year feels wide open too. We could probably lay out four or five different scenarios realistically of what will be available there for the Steelers at pick 20. Maybe there's a run on edge rushers and tackles, and all of a sudden, only one wide receiver's off the board at pick 20, and you've got your choice mm-hmm. of, of all those other guys. Maybe there's a, a, a run on uh, some of the top corners, and some of the quarterbacks go earlier than we think, and now all of a sudden, you've got a plethora of offensive and defensive linemen that you can choose from there at pick 20. 
there is so much in like I am so looking forward to navigating these next couple. You know, we got free agency in a couple weeks, and then we've got the and obviously after free agency, that will we'll give us more, more a lot more yeah. clarity for for how they could operate in the draft. Obviously, because if they bring in a veteran quarterback, I don't think we're going to be talking about quarterback at pick twenty anymore. These 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 things can change very it quickly. Changes everything, yeah, it changes everything. Um, maybe they get to pick twenty and. Every linebacker that they like is still on the board. I mean, there's a lot of ways that this could go, and and that for me makes it very interesting. But you know what? You're right, and I love where you kind of went here in this segment and to, and to start the show because we haven't talked a ton about wide receiver in that regard. But right, in all like we just kind of assume that oh right. it's perfect we're gonna we got two we we'll find another one and it's just yeah. like well the biggest part of that equation was big. And 100%. he's no longer part of that equation. He's anymore. no so longer part of that just equation. Just take that as a foregone conclusion. There, think about with Ben. What would we say at wide receiver? It doesn't matter who's out there; they'll be fine. That's mm-hmm. what we say with seven. It mm-hmm. didn't matter who you put out there. It could be a first round draft pick. It could be a late round draft pick. It could be an undrafted free agent. It could be Darius Hayward Bay, and he was going to find a way to get the most out of those guys. And I just don't think that we can continue to assume that that's going to be the case, but we do not have that caliber player right now. Not saying that any of these quarterbacks that we've talked about couldn't develop into that, but as it sits here, you know, in March of 2022, they aren't that they haven't proven that just yet. And for me, I just don't feel as comfortable with that, but I guess what I'll ask you this as we continue with this conversation, because obviously we're going to go to a break in a little bit, but I want to get your thoughts on Deontay, in chase mm-hmm. your confidence level in them because if your confidence level is a lot higher than mine in them then maybe you're saying to yourself hey it's all right we don't necessarily need to go out here and address the, the wide receiver room and free agency because we have talented guys in here but if your thought price is a little bit different if you're saying to yourself hey man i don't necessarily know man like i feel a little inconsistent with those guys well then you might be feeling a little bit like how i feel in the sense of yeah, we need to bring somebody else just to make sure this room is what it is. Hmm. Yeah, no, listen. Um, Deontay Johnson, like I said, very good wide receiver. I think in a perfect scenario, he's a he's a dang good Rob. I mean, he's the best Robin in the league to mm-hmm. to to a Batman, but still very capable and 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 it, not that he's completely out of place being the Steelers number one or anything like that. Right. Chase Claypool, the upside is through the roof he does Mm -hmm. a lot of things that just drive you crazy but you know what there's been a lot of young players that have done things that have driven you crazy and and they're able to figure it out and he still has the possibility of of being on that timeline what gives me concern is you you know you have to add somebody because because James Washington you and I have discussed this throughout the offseason too we don't really see any scenario that he wants to come back here yeah, Juju it just wouldn't make sense for him. It just wouldn't make sense for him. Juju, it feels like is you know he kind of did the, you know maybe I could I could have made a little bit more money elsewhere last year, but I came back to Pittsburgh. Right. Doesn't feel like he's going to do that two years in a row, especially as you mentioned in the absence of 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 one old number seven. Um, so my confidence in those guys is average. Oh. Average. Oof. I mean. Oof. I, I'm, not over, I, I'm not oh, overly. Lord, I, was not, I was not trying to hit that from you, Wes. Ooh, I'm not. I'm not, not overly confident. <laughs> I'm not overly confident in them. I'm not, you know, p- 
panicked or, or, or anything like that either. Average right. confidence. They're both NFL wide receivers. They both mm-hmm. could certainly take another step forward, especially Chase Claypool. You know he's got another right. level of his game that he can get to. Um, but that's the interesting thing for me because ideally I would like somebody who's better than both of those guys. You know, yeah. a, a, a true number one in that sense. But if you draft him as a rookie, he's not going to be that guy right away in 2022. Correct. And if you're trying to find that guy in free agency, good luck. You're going to have to break the bank. No, I would definitely agree with that. And because I also thought of myself of, or not thought of myself, but thought to myself about the Jacksonville Jaguar situation, right? Where they drafted this young stud quarterback, Trevor Lawrence. But we talked about their wide receivers and we thought they were good players, but we didn't, we didn't necessarily feel like they had great wide receivers. Right. And granted they had a lot more stuff going on down there, but as a whole, I do feel like that impacted them. Neg- it impacted Trevor yeah. negatively. Oh, and for that's sure. something that I'm trying to realistically avoid with whatever we do, you know, going forward as a, uh, in terms of whoever our quarterback is, because as we're going to hear when we get out of this break, man, Kevin Cobra was very clear, you know, that a lot of options are on the table at quarterback. He's not closing the door on Mason and Haskins. He's not closing the door on a draft pick or even going and acquiring a quarterback through free agency. So that's why for me, I'm just really stuck on this wide receiver position and trying to figure oh, out. I love it. You know, I love it. What's the best way to, to improve this room? Well, but, you're always you always want to talk offense, anyways. We know. Oh, you know, that's, that's, hey, I was born to be a wide receiver. Everybody knows that. I right? everybody knows that. But anywho, I got to go take a break because we got to pay a bill. And since I'm hosting today, I will not be fined. So, with that being said, we're gonna come back with Kevin Colbert, hearing you know his thoughts, comments, concerns about the state of the Steelers. As he speaks live from Indianapolis at the NFL Stop, uh, Scouting Combine. But as you already know, this is Arthur Motes and Wesley Euler on Steelers Nation Radio.